All right, well, welcome back to another Re-Education Experience podcast with me, your host, Darren Langill. Uh, today, we'll have a special episode for you. Last week, uh, I held an agent educational event that I call Thrive Not Survive. It's a local event in my market in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. There, uh, these are generally like four-hour, power-packed, head-style events with a variety of speakers aimed just to do what I do, which is help uh, realtors be, become better realtors. Uh, in today's episode, I thought it would be worthwhile to just unpack some of the key takeaways from the event, as uh, so many of you listening aren't in my local market and weren't able to take part. Now, speaking to that a little bit, we have developed a way for realtors everywhere to get benefit from the Thrive Not Survive event series that I run. Simply go to Instagram and go to at Thrive Not Survive, all one word, dot realtors. And then just simply follow us. It's there that we're going to just drop the clips from the events, uh, from the new virtual-based opportunities that uh, you can take part in. All agent-focused, brand-building things like workshops, masterminds, live Q&As. So this is kind of our way to take the event beyond the event and give it to everybody like yourselves listening no matter where you are. And again, for those that are attending live, they also have a place to go back to and just kind of get refreshed. So promise me this. Don't be shy. Get over there. I promise you'll find tremendous value because that's, that's my, it's my promise to you. I'm also opening up, though, a free online resource so that you can get access to all the exact recordings on demand at all times. So this is something huge, again, to take the event series, the Thrive Not Survive series, beyond the physical local events. I wanted to do this. So what you do, if you go to the page that I mentioned, right, the at Thrive Not Survive dot Realtors Instagram page, and you go to the link, in there you'll see that there's a link to uh, a couple things, and one of them is the on-demand set of resources. And this is free. This is free for you to just go in. So no matter where you're listening and you saw my promotionary stuff, if you follow me or if you're on any of our re-education series emails uh, or on my uh, personal Instagram, you have noticed that we were flogging the event pretty hard. Now you can get access to it. All right. Okay. So what I wanted to do today was um, switch over now and talk about the top takeaways from each of the speakers in that last week's event. I thought this would kind of tickle your tickle your whistle a little bit to get you thinking. And now, Ken, you've got these resources to go and say, if, if you like my little summary, you could go to the resources and you can view and listen, whether it's in the palm of your hand on the Teachable app or just on your desktop and, you're, and you like watching consuming content that way. All right, so speaker number one for the day was actually me. <laughs> the majority of my introduction was focused on event-related stuff, but there, there were a few key points that I wanted you all here to hear in this podcast. So number one was this. At the time of the release of actually this recording, right, the one I'm recording right now, you would only have 69 days left in the year to likely earn a sales check this year, meaning get the money in your bank this year. Yeah, only 69 that includes weekends, that includes holidays, that includes the days you don't feel like doing anything. That's everything. So as you're here in this podcast, likely on around September 23rd, this is your rallying cry to just buckle up and set what I'm hoping is a focused set of intention for the rest of the year. Because in order for us to dust off from the summer rust 
and then make a big intact. A lot of times it's we gotta we gotta create some discipline. See, a salespeople having a running clock like the 69 days, it can create a sense of healthy urgency for us. But we need to use that. See, with only 69 days, it's very easy to map out the exact steps you should be doing in your calendar from now till the end of November. So this was my first challenge to everyone at the event. Make time to create very tangible action steps for each and every week for the balance of this short income producing time. It's very tangible. You can see it and you can put it right down to paper. Okay. Number two, my second point was this I made at the event was bring something to light that I think we can all relate to. See, right now you're listening to me on this podcast and you're likely heard others recently and you binge them as you're commuting or between appointments. You've likely watched YouTube videos or Instagram reels or attended any event like the Thrive Not Survives was. See, now that's great right? We're consuming good stuff. Good stuff in is good. But it's only great if we take action. So what I've noticed is there are two types of agents in your current shoes. One that to do that ones that do all of that that we just talked about, and then they find the nugget and then execute. And then there's ones that do all that, but just keep consuming constantly. It makes them feel good, hoping they'll retain it, but then they never take action and then honestly never change. So my suggestion for you is that if you're letting somebody into your head, i.e. me right now, that you're always take time after said video podcast event and transition what you heard into what you're going to do, right? So much of us finish the book and then you've never written a note down. And then you think that you're going to remember the things and then you pick up the next book because you ask your friends, what are you reading? It doesn't do anybody any favors, especially yourself, if you don't do this. So this might mean starting to say no to more intakes so that with the ones you allow in, you do more with them. So that being said, stop even maybe this podcast right now for a minute and make some clear-cut decisions on what you're consuming. And if it matters enough for you to use it, we'll, we'll keep it. If not... Maybe cut out that consumption because it's becoming just noise and you're doing nothing with it. No different than trash TV. All right, that's okay. And that's enough for me from the intro part. The first presenter was uh, a gal by the name of Jessica Woodbeck. Uh, she's from uh, and, and founded a company called Thrive Realty Company. Uh, so she's a realtor. And uh, she was speaking on the teachings from Phil Jones. If you don't know, it, Phil Jones wrote a book called Exactly What to Say. And if you don't know him, this is in your queue to follow on your favorite social channel because you will be doing yourself a favor if you do that and listen to his message and then go ahead and grab the book. Uh, Phil recently uh, graced the main stage at Tom Ferry's annual summit. Uh, you know, if you don't know that, that's 6,000 people in person, probably 20,000 people streaming. So again, to be on the main stage like that and to get the praise he did is saying something. So Phil and Jessica now speak on improving our commu communication as realtors by knowing exactly what to say in certain situations to further improve them. Maybe land more business, uh, engage further with the people that we have real estate conversations with, and more. And uh, he drops this term that I wanted to share with you guys and, point and get you guys thinking about this is magic words. Right In her presentation in the book, I think they mentioned 33 magic words or magic phrases that they use. And one of the phrases she shared that really stood out to me was very simple. It's 
Well, would it help if? Would it help if? So for context, this was her suggestion to be used as we're plugging away through our lead follow-ups. So many of us, when we're in our follow-ups, I think you can probably relate to this, um, use phrases like, hey, I'm just checking in on blah, 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 blah. Or, you know what, I'm just sending you this email to follow up to see if you've now made your decision. Or does that sound familiar? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, as she was saying that, I was like, man, I did this recently. So see, as we do this, what happens and what they said is we aren't bringing any value. We're simply being that kind of pesky salesperson. So by changing just our language a little bit and finding a way to bring value and, and using the phrase like that, maybe it's something like, uh, let me just think, hey, John, I was just noticing that another property just sold in your neighborhood that would add some additional context to that conversation. So I figured I'd reach out. I figured it would help if I shared with you. So I've attached it here for you. And then finish your message, move on. Instead of just that, hey, I'm just following up with you, you lead with value and use something like, would it help with, or I thought this would help. So does that make sense? So now in her presentation, uh, she covered much more than that. But what I wanted to get across in this podcast is, is how us as salespeople, we often so often ignore getting better with our words. Jessica's message was a breath of fresh air for us. And even a better reminder, you can learn scripts and language patterns, but not sound scripted in the process. So I'm going to link her and the book in the show notes for you to reference. Uh, her speech will be, again, it's in the Thrive Not Survive dot Realtors online on-demand resources that I talked about at the beginning of this. So again, go over there and grab that so that if this is intriguing to you, you can uh, learn a little bit more. And her presentation was about 30 minutes. So, okay, hopefully that's, uh, that's one of the topics that you connect with. The other, the next one was our second presenter, and, and, and this was Deanna McFarland Parent. She's a local agent in actually my kind of internal marketing group, Redline Real Estate at Real Broker. Um, she was at our independent brokerage prior to as well. Um, she was speaking about making six figures and beyond socially. So this turned out, I had to like double check this when I was going through the recording. This 13-minute TED Talk crushed it with the audience. I thought it was longer because we were just all really consumed by the message. The whole talk again is on the resources again, but let me share a few of my favorite nuggets uh, for you while I got you. So Deanna's talk hit home for so many of us because it was a simple technique and focus that we all could just simply incorporate in our business focused around Instagram, but you could take the principles and use it on other platforms. See, Instagram is her main platform and she shared to us that over 60% of her business stems from her time spent on Instagram with her current followers, not based on growth, which was well into the six figures worth of income. And she humbly shared her numbers and her numbers have grown massively since. So now to kick us off, she brought up the idea in her talk that social media we consume needs to be seen for us as agents, as marketers through the lens of it is breaking news. And these, these breaking news concept acts as a trigger of information into the lives of the people we know. Breaking news into the lives of the people we know. Every big thing that happens in our lives ends up on what? Social media. And most agents don't use that information to our benefit. Enough. Not Deanna. 
See, as she scrolls her feeds, she is taking notes on who is doing what, what's happening in whose lives, and she's making a conscious effort to be present in the moment in their lives. See, when a baby gender is released, she's there, she's on there, she's DMing. When an engagement happens, she's there, she's DMing, she's making personal reach out. When a wedding happens, she's there, she's there. Now, I say that she's there socially, yes, for that moment, like everybody else, and makes her point known. But she sends DMs, voice notes, letters in the mail, gifts to their homes, gift cards to their DMs in the app. It's because of this she has an insanely high engagement percentage among her followers. And it's no secret because of her intentional efforts, they are following the laws, the human laws of reciprocity. And they're being a part of her journey. And ultimately, as realtors, we just want them to choose us. Um, she takes it a little bit further. But I'll leave you the rest to go get the TNS resources, uh, school resources that's for free uh, to listen to the whole TED Talk, all right? Now, something else I will say is this. When she's not engaging with them, she also follows a specific framework for her own posts. When she finds uh, further help to create uh, engagement and be someone that she, she, people just want to be around, know, and then ultimately, like we know, work in time. Because 95% of our audience isn't in consideration. So it's mostly the in time that matters. So in her social media content, which you will see if you listen to the TED Talk, she talks about her kind of big threes of how she posts. And it's one, focused on being relatable. So they can see themselves in her. Two, being genuine so it doesn't feel like she's sharing something that she shouldn't and it feels authentic. And then three, of course, continue to be informative so that she's seen up on that knowledge leader pedestal. See, this is described in her talk and I highly recommend you just get over there, grab the resources and work that into your schedule. All right. Okay, I'll switch now to uh, speaker number three. Uh, she was no other then uh, Virginia Kerr. She was on actually our last re-education podcast from a few weeks back. Uh, Virginia Kerr, uh, that download again by far went far beyond most others that I've had recently. So uh, she was obviously a hit. She's a video strategy coach. And at Thrive, I had her do some something fun, some live video audits of some brave souls in the audience who put some videos forward. So in total, I think over the half hour, I went through six or seven videos of her showing the audience the clip and then providing her live feedback on how it could be better. It was super fun. It was a little bit embarrassing for some of us, but it was wildly beneficial. Um, from this sort of thing, watching the session, you can see the visuals will be key. So again, get that resource so that it's better for you to get the context. But regardless of that, here's a few things I did want to share about that session too. Uh, point number one was this. Uh, right out of the gate, you need to tell why the audience should care about the video. Right? Out of the gate, you need to tell the audience why they should care about this video, which will ultimately get them to watch the video. Or in other words, what is actually the point of the video? The beginning is so key because on social, we're trying to keep the attention. We just got, because they, they did stop for a second to consume you, but we need to hold them there before they just keep scrolling because that's all we do on these platforms. Um, she reinforces over and over again where we didn't get clear on the, when we didn't get point, sorry, when we didn't get clear 
on the point of the video, at the onset of the video, it's just too late. People move on, right? So whatever you would have said beyond that becomes waste of time because you don't hold them past that first three to seven seconds, okay? Number two, we have to, again, to help do this, to hold them, we need to use the words our consumers would actually use to better explain the concepts we're trying to relay. She's noticed with coaching realtors and even in our videos, not industry words. Most of us will throw industry jargon into this and it doesn't connect and doesn't land with the audience. So they just continue scrolling. So she mentions, take the time to create easy to consume clarity or else we're just going to lose them. See, what this session showed me is that half of the work is creating the content and that we need to slow down enough to not just push it right up to market, to spend nearly as much time thoughtfully scripting it in a way that will be best received by the minds of our viewers, not just other realtors. It is their problem to solve. We are the solution. But if we aren't speaking in the minds of them, we would just get overlooked completely. So for me, this was huge. Uh, I know personally, after trying this journey, I'll be adjusting this in my own creation going forward for sure. Now, again, this was a full 30-minute session with lots of real-world examples that, again, go into the resources section and get it so you can listen through to it. And then I would highly suggest you follow her for her tips. Okay, now, as our fourth speaker, we brought on another local agent back live uh, by the name of Taylor King. Uh, Taylor King is one of our top producing agents. And actually, in 2021, he was our number two from uh, gross income. So he knows a thing or two about production. Um, his topic actually was a really great compliment to what Jessica Woodbeck discussed, our first speaker, as he further unpacks the world of upgrading our realtor communication. Just so, so often nobody trains us on this. His presentation was titled something pretty wicked, Weapons of Influence. And much of the content, content was pulled from what he dubs the Bible of kind of sales training. And it's called Influence, the Psychology of Persuasion by Robert Caldini. He kind of says he's like the godfather of this stuff. Um, within his presentation, he brought up uh, and spoke to six key topics of persuasion. One of them was reciprocity, two, scarcity, three, commitment and consistency, four, authority, five, social proof, and six, liking. And one of the great things he did is he pulled local real-world examples together for us in the audience, all relating to real estate and people we knew in our markets or people we likely followed on social, so generally in the life of a realtor. Um, yesterday on a debrief with him, I asked, out of the six of these, which one, if somebody wanted to just jump right into these teachings and start to get use them to your advantage and start upgrading their influence where would he start and he says you got to go into the liking side but again he explains that better in the presentation now i don't want to speak out of turn because the way he demonstrated it in the six web in the six weapons in the in the it was a 36 minute talk uh was awesome i guarantee you go listen to that you'll come armed away with a lot of golden nuggets and a lot of practical ways on how you would actually use this in your world as a real estate. All right. Now, one big thing that he left us with, along with what Jessica said too, was this one fact. We are salespeople. And this isn't a bad thing. Far too many of us think about salespeople from a 
kind of like a negative lens and they don't want to be associated with the sleaze or the snake oil or maybe even the pushiness that generally surfaces when using the term. So salespeople who are professionals in their craft are a major asset to our clients. And when armed with the weapons of influence and used morally for the right reasons, we will allow us to win on behalf of our clients over and over again. So they both say just stand up, be proud of it, and embrace it as a good. And maybe that's something you needed to hear because I know a lot of the agents I talk to try to bury that term salespeople. All right. I thought this was just kind of a key takeaway that you needed to hear. But again, go get his, his entire presentation and the resources. Okay, let's switch now to our fifth set of speakers. And this was also a really fun session with two online heavyweights, both in the mortgage space, uh, Neil Dingra and Trevor York. Uh, these guys are mortgage brokers who have, over the last two years, dove into the video content creation space to grow their own personal brands and then build a, a stronger kind of consumer-facing business as a result of this. See, both of these guys, with just a few thousand followers, and within a few years, amassed over 100,000 followers each with a simple and a consistent video content creation plan. So what I did is I held a fireside virtual chat with them, unpacking their journey, uh, their lessons learned, and asked for the, the kind of key tips for the audience to implement in their own business. Now, I have to say the feedback on them was incredible. And it's because even though they had created such tremendous success, like 100,000 plus followers is almost hard to fathom for most of us, they came across as very relatable. And the tactics described the agents in the crowd truly felt like they could implement this. And more importantly, I think they did a fantastic job of, of sharing the importance of just getting behind this content creation journey. So a couple of things from them with this. And number one, content creation needs to be, again, about your audience. You may have heard this many times, but it's rare people actually do it. So we walked through a topic for a video together in the event. Say uh, it was uh, the shifting real estate market and like what this means to buyers and sellers, right? As we know, this is a super timely, relevant topic. And I'm sure we've all been compelled to speak on it or already are with others as, as, as kind of the market shifts. But if we're going to make a piece of content that works for it, we need to really get clear on the problem being solved or addressed for the viewer, very similar to that what Virginia was saying to us. So in their case, the hook for the video needs to be something that compels them to listen. We discussed that, well, when interest rates go up, it's thought that prices will go down, right? If prices go down, then that opportunity exists now. And then in future, if interest rates come down, then you could always refinance and stretch your payments to make it something more manageable. We talked about a natural scenario like this. So in this case, we as a hook, you know, walk through an example that says, well, how about we try this? Here's the biggest opportunity for home buyers over the last two years, right? Would that catch somebody's eye? Yes, right? Not something like most would say, Interest rates are increasing, but don't panic. You should still be buying. The market shift has shifted, but don't panic, right? That doesn't really tell the viewer anything. It may just spark fear, and it will certainly probably not stop the scroll. See, because they don't speak to the actual problem. They just spew realtor and industry jargon at us, 
So this is one thing they wanted to hit home. That was his point number one. Point number two I wanted to share, again, I want you to get to their topic so you can listen to the whole thing, but content creates credibility. So many of us want that thing that will translate to paychecks, of course, and we want it faster than ever and faster than likely possible. And this also goes for so many of us trying our hand with what? Content creation. The intention of your content journey needs to be part growth, but part long-term nurture. See, the long-term outlook is needed so that you can stay consistent and your expectations about investing time and money is talked about in years, not days and weeks. And they said among that, while you're relentlessly putting out content, you should also know you're amassing a great bit of credibility in the space at the same time, even before the paychecks start coming in. Whether that there is one viewer or a thousand viewers or a hundred thousand viewers, your body of work is growing and growing and growing. So over time, as you continue to build your business in other ways, traditional ways as well, while the content is being built, you build a fuller picture and a stronger reason for anybody that will one day come to your account to stay with you, to trust you, and then ultimately do business with you. So again, that really hung home. It's, it's not the days and it's not the quick fixes. It's that long-term journey will, again, take a while to get paychecks, but it'll also build a huge library of credibility for you. Uh, Trevor and Neil, they have a, a fantastic paid mastermind that uh, they put on that dives super deep into this and they've just got some massive creators that have gone from zero to, to hero. So I highly re recommend you take a look at it if you want to step things up in your world if this feels like timely and relevant for you. Again, this is all in that about 30-minute session uh, that's inside the resources. Okay, <sighs> there's a lot. This brings me to our final speaker that I want to talk to you about. And this is a session I call always in the Thrive Not Survives top agent interview. And it's always been with kind of a top 1% agent in my market uh, of the event. In our case, again, like I mentioned, it's Calgary. Uh, our interviewee was a top luxury agent by the name of Dennis Plintz. Uh, Dennis has over 20 years in the business, is the founder of his own boutique real estate company now as well called uh, Plintz Real Estate. So now... If you've ever sat down and picked the brain of a top producer, you know you could go on hours and hours and continue to pull out tips and tricks and strategies and more. So I ended up having about 40 minutes with him on the stage. Again, we recorded it all. It's up in the resources. But here's two of the takeaways I wanted to spark your interest to listen to the whole thing. Number one was this. Passion, passion, passion. No matter who comes into contact with Dennis, you cannot deny the absolute passion he has for his craft. He just has this relentless optimism and positivity about him that is infectious. And it's easy to see why when he is this way, his clients love him, they refer him, they trust him with their real estate over and over again. And again, it sounds simple, but it Every single person at the event and who talked to him after as he was handing out some of his books were feeling that from him. They could get the sense that I get why he continues to be so successful. And it was one of those things to say, okay, well, where am I on that spectrum? I'm not maybe that over extroverted person, but some version of me has to be that attractive for clients and if I can and if I can kind of muster that up what can that do for my business 
Okay, this brings me to number two, customer service. His passion goes well beyond the excitement he just shows outbound to the world, but it shows up in his client care to an even bigger degree. See, design um, is committed to delivering, sorry, <laughs> Dennis is committed to delivering an experience that can't be topped. So where he answers any all questions before his clients would even bring them up. He goes even farther. He solves problems and offers solutions even before they even surface. Now, again, client care was my point number two, customer service. One example of this is he's got a program where he throws $1,000 from every deal into a handyman credit fund managed by a local company that allows his clients to just call it up if anything breaks, if anything's needed to service at their home. This could be plumbing, electrical, appliance. He even shared a story about just somebody needed their kid's Xbox fixed and they could use the $1,000 credit to call in one of these kind of geek squad folks to fix it. Do you think that is putting your money where your mouth is when it's about customer service and passion for delivering an experience that others aren't? See, he's gone as far as written a couple books, Positively Sold and Hustle. Both there are available, I believe, on, on the major book channels. Both of these are not, though, for other agents, like a lot of agents write. They're first clients. They are given to them. They provide pure kind of unbridled context into who Dennis is and how he runs his business. And it, it also provides this level of like social proof and credibility because it's hard to find more of that than when someone actually has written a book. We all kind of perk up when we know someone's gone through that journey. It just speaks volumes to the effort that somebody will go through and provided you know, him constantly this reassurance to his clients that Dennis is the right one for me. I understand his quality. So that was part of it. Now, most of us won't write books well, nor should we. But Dennis and I spoke about the power of it as a brand building exercise. Whether we write books or we host a video series on YouTube or we write an e-series email or we work as a leader in our community, this is all part of building your personal brand. And it's so much more than pretty pictures or well-designed logos, right? Now, our interview, I said, was 40 minutes long. Everybody was on the edge of their seats. And I highly suggest you take the time to listen all the way through so you can maybe get a little bit of what he has to offer and it rubs off on you. Well, all right, I'm like going horse. Well, there you have it. This is, uh, that was Thrive Not Survive, the comeback in a nutshell. The goal with this on this podcast was for me to open up these incredible speakers and perk up to the idea to dive deeper that for the ones that resonate with you and that will match with your current business. So here is your task on the podcast. Go to, again, thrivenotthrive.realtors. Follow that page to stay close with everything in that agent-driven content community that I we'd love for you to be a part of and then also uh, bring stuff to light. And then also go, like I said, to the link and go to the free resources section in that Thrive Not Survive school I was telling you about. Do this and also download, like I said, that Teachable app. And you'll have everything that the Thrive Not Survive series and ongoing event series offers in at your disposal and in the palm of your hand. So I'm really excited to release this because we are going to continue to do stuff like this beyond my re-education brand. But this is also bringing other voices and other rock stars beyond me into the, to the realm of helping agents be better agents and build a community of that. Well, that's it for now.
Thank you for your time and your attention. And if you're listening to this before September 29th, you'll also see that we're doing a 90-minute Close Out Strong Zoom workshop available for agents everywhere, and it's happening next week. So again, on the Thrive Not Survive Instagram channel, you'll see a Zoom link that you can register. So again, I'd love for you. The whole goal is to give you a guided session to get your business set up to absolutely crush it in that short length of time with healthy urgency for the last part of the year. So get your registration. I'm going to see you there personally. I'm hosting it. If you are locally listening to this, then you can come into the Redline Culture Space and take part in it in person like a lot of our agents will. So that's about it. Until next time, keep crushing it. Oh, 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 oh,